Guy Fraker was born in Missouri, raised in New York, and first came to central Illinois to attend law school at the University of Illinois. He was recruited to a law firm in Bloomington, and the rest, as they say, is history. A lawyer by profession, Fraker's two avocations are studying Abraham Lincoln and land conservation. So it is serendipitous that he wound up here. As part of my ongoing interviews with the 2023 McLean County History Makers, I talked to Fraker about his upbringing and the long arc of his curiosity with an investment in the community. My mom was from Peoria and my dad was from um, Shelbyville and then eventually the family moved to Champaign-Urbana. So uh, coming out here summers and uh, uh, my mom sort of raised me to come back to Illinois, bless her heart. And, uh, <laughs> Smart so, woman. <laughs> yeah, it was, amen. And I, it was the right choice for me. And I didn't know anybody in Bloomington at the time, but the firm did come and interview. Costing World came and interviewed me. I loved what I saw about the town, Bloomington Normal, and I still do. It's about as good a place to live and with all that's going on around the country, weather-wise, uh, social and economic forces, that this is still a pretty good place to be. I know you're a Lincoln guy. Were right. you a Lincoln guy before you moved here? Oh, yes. I was, uh, in 1948, my my great aunt Lola, my, tw- my grandmother's twin sister, took me to New Salem and the Lincoln sites in Springfield. And New Salem really hooked me. That following uh, year, I bought a, my first Lincoln book. I had gone downtown to buy records. And then I happened to go into this bookstore and found this book and so forth. So I think my, my mom, I thought she'd be so proud that I came home with this book. And she sort of looked at me like, you, this, you bought this instead of records? She was <laughs> pleased, but she was amazed, you know. And from then on, uh, it's been a passion of mine. It's kind of serendipity then that a guy who came to practice law in Bloomington uh, was, you know, so attracted to the story of another guy that came to practice <laughs> law in Bloomington. <laughs> well said. That's well said, yes. No. This may be an obvious question, but what is it that really pulls you to Abraham Lincoln? He was a man of the highest integrity. He was a man of persistence that was demonstrated, of course, in the Civil War, where he was he was told, you know, let's get this thing over with. And he, he was not going to quit this war no matter what. His persistence and just dogged attitude toward saving the Union saved the Union, because if the minority can withdraw from the Union because they don't like the way things are going, then ultimately democracy, that, that such a country is doomed. It is not a totally uncommon thing to hear today, just kind of in casual rhetoric around politics of like, oh, we'll just secede, right? Texas will just secede, or California will secede, or downstate Illinois doesn't want to have anything to do with Chicago. Let's just leave them, right? Right. Uh, So (laughs) I think that message of resilience demonstrates how, how important Lincoln was. And I we don't have to get too political here, but I do wonder how how you hear and perceive those sorts of casual banters around splitting up this nation. People in the old days disagreed, but respected the disagree the, the other person's point of view and the fact that he had a right to take it. But now everything's so adversarial, and it's it's really concerning. Mm. It really concerns me. So, what do you suggest? Well. 
if we could get Lincoln back, that's <laughs> there is there is a T-shirt sold at the Presidential Museum. Yeah, it's black T-shirt with white letters that says "I miss Abe." <laughs> <laughs> but we do. We're just going to have to have a president that has the strength to be adversarial and for what he believes. Uh, but that also is willing to talk to the other people and work things out. And we just don't see that as much anymore. And mm-hmm. uh, that's that's really what we need. There's one other big topic here that connects you to this place, and that's your um, long involvement in uh, land preservation and conservancy, even though you you ha- are self-proclaimed not a naturalist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is true. I, don't, right. well, I appreciate you bringing that up. Talk through a little bit of your involvement. I'd in be that. glad to. Mm-hmm. I, I really didn't care a bit about that. It hadn't ever occurred <laughs> to me to care about it yet. Uh-huh. And, uh Um, Loring Merwin, who was the publisher of the Panagraph at the time, asked me if I would donate my services as a young lawyer in town. I'd been here three or four years to organize a not-for-profit called Parklands Foundation. And if you're new in town, you don't know many people of influence. And when the most important man in town, I think, was Loring Merwin, asked you to do it, you do it. Right. But but because of that, that was transforming in my life because... That created my involvement with Parklands, and then ultimately with the Nature Conservancy. And to, to uh, you really have to appreciate the Illinois landscape. It's a, it's not a mu- enough appreciated because most of it's been destroyed, unfortunately, right? Because of the prairies were so easy to plow under, right? But on the other hand, what we have in Illinois that that's left is still magnificent. Uh, Illinois, just for example. Um, the, the scientists, naturalists, so forth, who know more than I do, have created 64 ecosystems in the whole nation. Illinois has eight of those ecosystems. We had 2,200,000 acres of prairie when the settlers arrived. By the time this thing got turned around, we were down to 2,200 acres is all. Mm. One one-hundredth one of 1% of the acreage left. And we have some of those in our area. The, the original prairies up Western Prairie up right. uh, is an incredible site because mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. it's one of the few native prairies left. What was that negotiation process like with Big Ag, right, which is also so important to this region? What was Were you involved in any of those some negotiations? Of that, mm-hmm. Some of that. The, the president of IAA and I'm, I'm having trouble remembering his name now, but he was uh, from Gibson City. And he and I became good friends because of what we, the, the commonality of our interest. Here's what agriculture and conservation organizations have in common, protecting open space. Mm. And what you do with it, then that's where, where there's a clash. But there's enough open space for everybody. You can celebrate Guy Fraker and all the McLean County History Makers at the History Makers Gala on June 21st. Details on the event are available at mchistory.org. And our History Makers interviews wrap up next week with Willie and Charles Halbert. You can read and listen to the whole series on wglt.org.